0: Welcome to the MyCode Podcast. I am uh, your host, Sergio de I am here today with a uh, special guest. I am here today with Sakis... Uh, you have all, also complicated names. Sakis uh, Kailai Kodas, I guess... Oh, are you
1: Greek? Almost there. Kaliakoudas. Yeah, I'm Greek. Great to meet you.
0: Kaliakoudas. Ah. Uh, but you are actually based in, in the UK, right? That's right. In, in the rainy London. In the rainy London. We were just talking before the, recording the podcast. So Saki's called uh, my attention when he wrote a great blog post about using my code, and AWS Lambda. We'll talk more about that later. Uh, but before going into that, uh, where do you work, Saki's?
1: Uh, so the, the the tool that we've built uh, is called Caribou, uh, which is a tiny startup that we started about a year and a half ago, um, and it's looking to help uh, engineering teams uh, track their uh, technical debt better, and more specifically, track how they migrate away from their technical debt. So any sort of large-scale refactorings that they do, like, uh, let's say, in Android engineering projects that we are focusing on, because this is our background, things like moving from Java to Kotlin or changing the architecture of the project or removing some libraries, uh, things like that.
0: Yeah, we do actually for many clients, not especially the kind of calling to Java or Java to Kotlin, but we have seen, so we have helped many clients migrate, for example, from all versions of Grace, uh, from Grace 2 to Grace 4 and 5. So having such a tool, I think it will be, yeah, it's interesting, an interesting idea. Um, how, how big is the startup? How, how many of you are involved in the company? Uh,
1: there's three currently okay. uh, in the team, two on the
0: engineering side and one designer. Nice. nice. That's the pizza, pizza size team. Uh, <laughs> exactly. We will include a link in the show notes to the software service application in case anyone uh, is interested or has had the need for such a tool uh, which I am pretty sure that Sakis will be able to guide you through using the tool. Before going into talk about it Micronaut and Lambda let's um, let's talk about the agenda first. Uh, for agenda I'm giving a talk in the Manchester uh, now that Sakis is based in the UK I'm giving a talk in the an online talk in the Manchester Java user group On the 17th, uh, that's uh, in lunchtime for you, Sakis. And it's a bit uh, early for me to have lunch, but that's the time uh, of the talk. Uh, I'm giving a talk uh, also. We are actually doing, and this is quite related to our conversation today, we are doing an AWS Lambda plus Micronaut training the three days, three hours a day. That's the 28th, 29th and 30th of March. I will include a link as well in the show notes. And my code co-founder, Graham Rocher, he's talking in a couple of conferences, Jay on the Beach here on Malaga in Spain and also in J JFocus, uh, Sweden. I may be giving, a. I will probably do a talk in Barcelona Java User Group, but that's still not confirmed. So stay tuned. As always, uh, we have a list of uh, upcoming events on micronaut.io slash resources slash events. So keep an eye on that. Do you have anything coming on your way uh, that you would like to promote uh, in the agenda section?
1: Uh, Not quite, no.
0: (laughs) That's fine. With that, let's move to level up, which is the section that we have about tips and tricks about using the framework. In the level up section, we typically give you like hints to classes that you may not be aware of Uh, but today uh, Sakis was uh, just talking to me just before we started recording and he told me that he have helped combination of Micronaut plus IntelliJ idea ultimate uh, combo great and yeah without further ado let let, I let you talk about what has been your experience and in which ways have IntelliJ helped you
1: absolutely Uh, so I I don't think, I think that when we started with Micronaut, I wasn't aware of this integration. I think I wasn't working with the ultimate version of IntelliJ, but uh, a a few months later I happened to use it and I was surprised to see that uh, the uh, Micronaut uh, plugin within IntelliJ uh, allows you, basically gives you uh, some checking of the uh, a, a repository interface that you uh, that you write. So the functions that end up you know behind the scenes being translated into SQL code. So this plugin uh, checks your uh, domain, like your 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 domain definitions that map to uh, SQL tables, and it provides you uh, with uh, you know suggestions about all the projections that you need to do, the filtering and things like that. So if you have any sort of typo in your function uh, declarations, it spots that and you can correct it easily, which is amazing.
0: Yeah, uh, we use uh, IntelliJ Ultimate as well here in the company, in Obvious Computing, and I really like it a lot. Um, I have not used much the repository help, but what I have seen and that I really like is the support for the configuration autocomplete, which is really nice because um That's probably another tip for everyone. Uh, In all the Micronaut uh, modules, we have this section. When you go to the reference documentation, we have a configuration reference tab on the top. That that, uh, documentation is coming directly from the source code. Uh, So that configuration is the source of truth. I like to say that's like the Bible. Uh, What is there is the the correct thing. Uh, An IntelliJ idea is really nice because it's essentially how to complete all of that configuration reference. So if you, I don't know, you want to like um, configure Micro Security, which has a bunch of configuration options. Uh, that's um, pretty nice. Yeah, uh, IntelliJ IDEA is uh, my ID of choice as well. So if anyone is looking for an ID with great uh, Micro support, that's one. Uh, I know many people also use BS uh, Code, and they are quite happy uh, with it uh, building Micro applications. i have not used it myself, probably because I have so much um, I don't know, I do so much uh, experience with IntelliJ that it will be a hard transition to me to move away. But if you, I guess, if you are either using IntelliJ or um, VS Code, you should be in in good hands. So let's talk first about the architect. So you are using Micronaut to build Caribou, right? That's right, yeah. And what's the architecture of Caribou? So it's a a service application. I guess it has a a web application front-end.
1: Yeah, a a React front-end. In the backend, we just use AWS Lambda. There's nothing else.
0: So you are using essentially Micronaut to essentially power that JSON API.
1: Yeah, that is correct. Along with some other Lambdas that, uh, you know, we we run as workflows, so like using AWS step functions or uh, some tasks into queues, for example.
0: Nice. So that's a a good... um, And you are... uh, So let's... Go step by step. So for those new to micro integration, for those new to Lambda, right? So Lambda is this um, serverless service from AWS, which allows you essentially to write what they call functions. And these functions essentially they have one important component, which is how are your functions triggered, right? The functions are is code that gets executed when a trigger happens. And based on what you told me, my gut feeling is that you have in front of some of your Lambdas, you have API Gateway connected.
1: Yes, that's correct. So, uh, you know, maybe uh, just to start from the beginning of the story, uh, when we started with Caribou, uh, we wanted to, to build a backend to serve a REST API for our front end, and uh, we come, uh, me and the other technical co-founder, uh, come from uh, a background of mobile development, so not so much experience building a backend. And we were trying to, you know, as any startup does, uh, get something up and running quickly. So we wanted to assess whether it would make sense for us to to go into the world of uh, Docker containers and uh, uh, instrumentation of those and uh, microservices or some other service that is, uh, you know, online all, all the time. Uh, VS, you know, the new kid in the block, which is AWS Lambda. Um, so we we tried to assess these two. Uh, we did some uh, small scale experiments and we realized that the overhead of learning everything that has to do with containers would be bigger compared to uh, just going with AWS Lambda cause AWS manages with Lambdas, it manages a bigger part of the stack. Uh, so, so that is why we went with AWS Lambda. And uh, then as you said, uh, we, you know, the end goal, as I said, is a REST API. So we used uh, the AWS API Gateway uh, to receive the to you know to manage the request and that proxies the actual request into the Lambda functions uh, that that sit behind it and Micronaut is the framework that that powers you know this uh, this integration and of course we use it for other things like the the database uh, that we've discussed earlier.
0: You said a couple of things that are interesting that we like to cover is so you were mostly mobile phone developers, uh, mobile phone application developments. I guess you were Kotlin developers?
1: Yes, that's right. We had transitioned from Java to Kotlin uh, maybe two or three years ago.
0: Correct. So you were in the horrible Android Java world with almost Java 6. There, it seems like. (laughs) And do you find Kotlin in the mobile, which is a revolution if you compare with the version of Java that you typically use in Android? And then you you Uh, never look back.
1: Absolutely. Uh, this was one of the main requirements. We were like, we love Kotlin so much that we want to build our backend with Kotlin. Let's find a way to do it.
0: You can build micro applications with either Java, uh, Kotlin, and Groovy. and we see many, many Kotlin users. Uh, we don't know the exact numbers uh, because if you generate a micro application with the CLI, you have no idea. Um, so it's difficult to tell. But based on the issues and some metrics that we have from micro launch. I think it's fair to say that between 30 to 20% of our users are Kotlin users. And also based on the number of issues and comments in GitHub and things like that, you more or less measure the temperature of how many people are using Kotlin and and Micronaut. And they are actually quite uh, quite vocal. Um, So... Going back to the API Gateway story, for those who are um, new to AWS Lambda and API Gateways, API Gateway is this AWS service, which allows you to configure some routes, like, I don't know, like slash books, slash uh, books post request, and you can say delegate all these routes to this Lambda or to multiple Lambdas or to different Lambda. This generates one trigger to the Lambda, which is this API Gateway uh, event, uh, and when you typically get an API Gateway event, you are supposed to answer back with an API Gateway response, right? And for this scenario where you are receiving an HTTP trigger, we have two ways uh, of building micro applications. Uh, one is what we call using the default application type. And another one is using the what we call the serverless function. And based on your product, my intuition tells me that you are using you are writing your application with controllers.
1: So anything that talks to the API gateway uses the controllers, as you said. But we have a few workflows where we're using the other the other way of defining Micronet Lambdas.
0: Let's discuss the other one as well. Um, for those, the nice thing when you are like, when you are responding to HTTP triggers event for, for for listeners, the nice thing, and what Saki is describing, is that they are they can write their applications that they will use and deploy the application to using the Netty Runtime. So they will have controllers, they will have add body annotation, add post, add get, things like that. They will deploy their code to the Lambda Runtime and it it will be transparent for them that it's running on Lambda. Mostly, I hope. Uh, I hope. Uh, how has how your experience been for, for that? And I am especially interested in testing. Sure,
1: yeah. Uh, so when, so mind you we started about a year and a half ago I think that the framework these days is much more robust uh, when we started we, we did find some issues like some small issues but it wasn't something that we didn't manage to figure out in the end uh, and in many cases with your help because there's a great guitar community uh, where we asked a bunch of questions and uh, the fine people in your team were you know, replying and helping us out uh, I think fast forward to today, I don't think that there is a single issue that we would have encountered.
0: For this main Lambda, this main application, uh, you are saying that you are using Microdata. Are you using a relational database uh, for a program? Are you using DynamoDB? What are you using for persistence?
1: MySQL database is
0: what we're using. And you are using MySQL with data JDBC, or? Yes, yes. Nice, that's... A combo that I often don't see. Many people that go the Lambda route, they go also the DynamoDB route. So that's nice to hear that using. Um, and you are hosting the database in RDS. Yes, yes,
1: that's right. Yeah, and this mostly stems from the fact that we had a lot of experience working with a SQL database, but not so much with DynamoDB. So we went down the route of you know speeding things up.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. My like the data is also really. We have a, a much better developer experience for for relational database than from DynamoDB. That's an area that mm-hmm. I would like to improve. But as of right now, is is we have a, a better experience for for micro data. Um, so that takes care of uh, the REST API. And then another thing that you are saying is you are using triggers. So when you have like. Um, for those of you who want to understand what happens when you are using controllers in Lambda, is we actually have a handler that uh, we provide you. So you don't have to write the handler that you, pick a year, you will write if you like write a Lambda from scratch. And what the handler does, it, it receives the AWS uh, API gateway event. It essentially transforms it into a, an HTTP request that Microt is able to understand and it routes that request to the appropriate route, which normally is a controller uh, method. Uh, and then when the controller responds back, it takes that response and it does the other way around, which is it transforms that response to the API gateway event in the handler and uh, responds that back. When you have other triggers, and based on what you told me, I guess you have some triggers to do like scheduled jobs, yes that's right
1: so uh so an example of this is when uh so what caribou does just to start from there is that you define a migration and you say okay i'm going to do this migration and i want i want you to start monitoring a branch let's say the develop branch so every time a pr is created and merged into that branch uh, caribou in the background will check out that branch perform some analysis Based on the migration rules that you have defined, and then uh, you know uh, store the results uh, to to show them. Uh, so that part uh, happens uh, as part of a, of an AWS test, a step function, which we can think as you know a, a way to create composable uh, workflows. And for our case, each it's, it's step of this workflow is uh, defined using a Lambda function that we glue together.
0: That's nice. So for, for those. Lambda functions in the step functions, uh, are you using the Java runtime? Because those are not so time sensitive to call the startups. So one of the issues that you will face if you are like working with any serverless uh, technology is call the startups, especially in the JVM. This is an area where we have improved. So in, in Lambda, or for those new to Lambda, you typically select a runtime where you want your function to be deployed. So a runtime typically will be like a programming language. So you will be like, I am writing my function with uh, JavaScript, I am writing my function with with Python, or I am writing my function with Java. Uh, and for Java, there is like the JDK, I think it, they support right now, 8 and 11. And you essentially, if, if you are using the Java runtime, for us, is typically you will upload a fat jar. And what AWS does is when is serverless, but there are servers. This is the joke always. And uh, they are only going to... They are only going to build you for invocation, which is great for startups and for everyone, to be honest. The problem is that there are some times where the first request comes, where there is no server running to manage that request. And essentially, the server has to initialize, the JVM has to start, they have to... Uh, instantiate your handler before they are able to delegate and that's typically what we call call the startups. So we have done several things to improve that story for Java. For example, for Lambda we initialize all the singletons eagerly uh, and all configuration properties eagerly, which is something that works the other way around when you are in Netty. That is lazy. But uh, we do that eagerly because in the initialization phase of Lambda there is a bit more CPU and resources available. So we do that there. Uh, Which times uh, were you seeing for cold startups when using the Java runtime? Let me me guess. I guess in the range of eight to 10 seconds.
1: Yes, that's right. Yeah, Even a little more initially. That's right, yeah. Uh, So then, you know, the question became how do we improve on that? And there is uh, this thing called AWS provisioned concurrency where AWS says, okay, how about I keep some lambdas running all the time so that you don't have to worry about cold starts. But then basically that is, in my opinion, kind of defeating the serverless, uh, you know, uh, purpose, because then you have something running all the time. And mind you, having something running all the time is, is rather expensive, uh, you know this for a startup. So we started exploring other alternatives and then we came across uh, GraalVM, mm-hmm. uh, native images, which, uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, quite, quite an amazing tool. Uh, we managed to get our uh, API response times for a call start. So from the time the client makes a request to the time it gets a response back from more than 10 seconds down to about one and a half to two seconds. Uh, While the, I think the actual Lambda uh, initialization phase is about uh, 700 milliseconds or so. So it was, it got to a point where it was well be, uh, you know, well within our, uh, you know, tolerable range. And mind you, this doesn't happen all the time. It only happens when the Lambda uh, is not, you know, already warm. So yeah, so that managed to solve uh, the problem for
0: us. That's consistent to what I, I have seen uh, in the lambdas that I have. I have a couple of pet projects running on lambda using my code, and I see and, and the lambdas that I have with Galviam, I see the more or less the same experience as you around two seconds more or less. So apart from the Java runtime, AWS offers another runtime which is called the boot, the custom runtime I think they call it, and they essentially give you instructions to use kind of the raw the raw infrastructure that they have. And what you do is, uh, if you want to write your own, uh, what, the co- what the code does is uh, they expose an endpoint and you have to have like an infinite loop and constantly pulling the endpoint for events. And when you receive an event, you can process the event and respond to another endpoint that they give you. And what we did is we actually have that custom runtime implementation done for you. In the custom runtime, you can essentially upload anything that is they can execute. Uh, and what we do is we actually generate a, a Gradle native image whose uh, starting point is that, that, main, uh, that main class, which does the constant polling and delegates to the other handler that you will typically use when you are uh, using the, the Java runtime. So from a developer point of view, even if this sounds a bit complicated or I have not expressed it well, you don't have to do anything. We'll take care of everything for you. Uh, And we will will generate for you what you have to upload to Lambda. Uh, That's typically a zip file which contains your uh, Gradvian native image. And uh, I think it's a script to essentially execute it. But that's essentially what's happening uh, behind the scenes is that we go a bit low level uh, and do the constant polling for you. How are you solving the the are you generating the GraalBM native image in uh, in CI? are you generating locally? How are you working around the the slow build time?
1: Uh, so initially everything was happening locally. I think in the first versions of Micronaut when we started, uh, you were providing uh, some uh, docker file configuration that we were running uh, so the native image uh, is built. Uh, within that docker container locally and then we were uploading it ourselves. Uh, these days all of this happens in CI so all of the lambda functions that we have about uh, 15 of them or so uh, they get built you know on CI in parallel uh, and then they get deployed automatically uh, for the staging and production environments while dev usually we we don't deploy the native images to avoid the the computation time.
0: That's what I do as well. So I essentially, I, I typically, actually, for Lambda, build them in in AWS Code Build, because it has the IAM role to deploy directly to Lambda. But that's great to hear. Um, both Maven and Gradle, MyCode plugins have Maven goals or Gradle tasks to actually generate that for you, uh, and we have this documentation for this. And We have also actually guides as well, which shows you how to do this in the console and as you were saying if anyone has any problems, please ask in Gitter. Uh, we try to be there um, to answer any questions. Um...
1: Yeah, just to say around this, uh, you know, initially uh, getting exposed to quite a few concepts like trying to build on a backend and mind you, you know, uh, we built all the uh, infrastructure for AWS and we didn't have uh, almost any AWS experience. Uh, but uh, we were quite fortunate that Micronaut had a lot of guides that we followed uh, at the beginning, you know, helping us out with uh, both the native images and, you know, the deployments AWS and Lambda. So we found those to be very helpful.
0: It is challenging because there are so many things to learn that is overwhelming. Que you do have to know, learn about programming, you have to learn about the whole cloud, different vendors, different services, how to deploy them, et cetera, et cetera. How has been your experience with the Micronaut and integration? Have integration? found any block roads?
1: Uh, not that I remember. Of course, you know, in the for uh, Graal VM Native Images, you need some uh, configuration, some, uh, uh, I think it's station files, isn't it? For uh, any, anywhere you use reflections or any libraries that you're using are using reflections or for dynamic proxies. So we had a few of those cases where we had to understand what was happening there and find the correct Uh, reflection or proxy configuration to add into. I should say that since uh, I wrote the article about our experience uh, with AWS Lambda and GraalVM and Micronaut, AWS Mark Sales reached to me and he said in the latest version of the AWS SDK, all of this uh, GraalVM configuration is actually bundled within the SDK. So you don't need anything extra. Uh, which I verified on my side. And yeah, I think these days it's much more streamlined as an experience to integrate.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's much more streamlined on the micro side as well uh, than from you when you begin as well. So we generate, it's transparent to you mostly, unless you are like, so Michael doesn't use any reflection uh, internally. Um, so you typically don't need to like annotate any of our things with type here or anything like that. But if you use a library that uses reflection, uh, you mainly like to provide that uh, reflect config or or use the type hint or things like that um, but now it's, it's much, uh, much easier than it used to be uh, so I'm happy to hear that uh, that's working for you as well um, that's really interesting that's more or less what I have uh, to cover, I don't know um, would you like to, to cover anything else uh, are you using Micronaut aside uh, apart from AWS Lambda or Are you just pure AWS Lambda, Micronaut shop right now?
1: No, pure AWS Lambda. Nice. We also use the uh, declarative Micronaut uh, uh, HTTP client that you have. We found that very, very useful. Uh, On the mobile uh, development, there is a very similar kind of uh, library called Retrofit, uh, so it was the transition was quite quite straightforward.
0: Yeah, I, I was hoping that people will find that easy because uh, I have done a bunch of Android development myself, and but with retrofit, typically you use as well Mosi, yeah, right, to bind to to bind the payload to a response, right? One of the nice things of yeah. Micronaut is that you don't need like a library for binding the response payloads that you get. That's mm-hmm. done by the client as well. Um, right, right. So yeah, I, but yeah, the square library retrofit, ok. Http uh, Moshi, they are they are really good as well. They are, they are really good.
1: Yeah, I think with the retrofit you have the option of integrating either a, a Moshi uh, or JSON or, or something. else. Or
0: JSON, the Google one. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So we we essentially will we use the um, Jackson or we use actually the new serialization module. But we essentially do that for you, so you don't have to put any other... uh, Have you used any Micronaut uh, in... Are you still doing some Android? uh, Have you used Micronaut in Android at
1: all? No, no, I I haven't. I haven't. No.
0: Yeah, I have to... I have to... There are some features of Micronaut that you can use in Android um, such as the the DI engine and the HTTP client. Actually, the HTTP client you can use in any application. If you want to use it even... You can use it without a, a Dependency injection. You can use, just use HttpClient.create, and that will give you like a, what we call a manual HTTP client. That's cool. Um, so uh, yeah, pretty interesting. Uh, really nice that uh, to hear that your experience is going well. Uh, hopefully, some people will be encouraged to try the combination. I am myself quite a fan of AWS Lambda and account of course. <laughs> But uh, the <laughs> AWS Lambda is kind of my cup of tea as well, uh, so that's nice to hear. Um, let's jump to the last uh, section of the podcast. So I wanted to thank the sponsors uh, of the micro Foundation, which make this um, episode possible. Those are uh, objectcomputing.com, which is our ambassador sponsors. Uh, Safi.net, which is our uh, bronze sponsor and um, visor games, uh, and as well to all the community sponsors. Thanks all of you. If you are interested in helping the framework, please visit uh, micro.io slash foundation. And I would like to thank, of course, Sakis for joining me today. And I wanted to mention uh, a couple of uh, guides as well before we wrap it up. Um, for guides, we have uh, two guides uh, which were published which I wanted to call your attention. One is the using uh, X509 uh, for mutual authentication. We have a guide which shows how to implement a, a mutual authentication using SSL with uh, X509 uh, uh, certificates which were introduced in Microsoft Security, one of the latest minor versions of Microsoft Security. And we have another version of another guide which shows how to generate, given an OpenAPI specification, a Micron uh, server, uh, which is one feature that we have with the OpenAPI generator. Uh, So check them out. Keep an eye on guides.micron.io because we are uh, creating more content every week. So that's a, a good way to learn about Micron. And with that, in place, Sakis. Thanks again for joining me today. And do you want to plug anything before actually plug Caribou? Please, what's the URL of Caribou?
1: Thanks for having me, Sergio. The discussion was great. The URL for Caribou is www.hellocaribou.com. Uh, we've built a tool, uh, you know, to uh, help engineering teams out there with their technical debt. We believe that this work of uh, removing technical debt, but also acknowledging all the work that happens from from the engineers is very important and yeah, this is why we built it. So if people want to check it out or feel free to drop me uh, uh, an email, I would be more than happy to help you out.
0: Please check it out everyone and we listen to each other in two weeks. Thanks everyone for listening and yeah, keep using Micron. Thank you.